Welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. So today we're going to be exploring not only red flags and relationships, which I think that's a super common phrase we've heard, but also green flags of relationships as well. So that term uh, gets thrown around a lot. Today we're really going to be diving in, discussing some really important red flags and also introduce these green flags. So the content that we are drawing from today is provided by One Love. Wanted to give a shout out to them. And I will have those things linked below as well. So everyone can go ahead and take a look at those articles after this episode. Yeah, so like Lisa said, we've talked about, you know, what an unhealthy relationship looks like. So I think it's also important to kind of identify what are some elements for a healthy relationship and what that kind of looks like as well. So when you are in a healthy relationship, you can kind of guide yourself and be like, this is something that I that's a considered a healthy relationship absolutely and with that being said we are going to start today discussing some of the red flags um, and we also refer to them as warning signs in a relationship mm-hmm. of course there are so many red flags out there so you know the list that we will be providing is just a snapshot um, and it includes some of the most common red flags we see So let's get started with red flag number one, which is in a relationship is intensity, right? And so intensity is, um, can happen in a lot of different ways. Someone may be expressing their feelings um, in a very extreme way or over the top behavior. It may be intense or feel like your partner is rushing the pace, right? And really how I try to think of this is just feeling a lot of pressure from their behavior, right? Or the way that they're behaving. Um, Lastly, they may seem obsessive about wanting to spend time or communicate, right? And um, maybe it's making you feel uncomfortable, right? By just the way that they are approaching things and how intense their behavior is in regards to maybe the tone of voice that they're using or maybe the way that they respond, right? To something that you're stating or maybe, you know, wanting to do something and, you know, the way that they get upset um, by, you know, maybe screaming or by them becoming, you know, overly possessive. So it it may look different, um, you know, in different situations, but really just that intense part is what to look out for. Yeah, and that's a big one. I feel like I've been in, you know, the relationships I've spoke on in this podcast before, some of the unhealthy relationships I was in, I feel like intensity was such a big component of it and it really becomes kind of overwhelming um, and really then kind of drifted into every other element of that relationship, right? It kind of gives you these feeling, these anxieties. And so, yeah, that's a big one, I think, to bring up first and foremost. Our second red flag is possessiveness or jealousy. And I will say that I've had this conversation, especially with middle schoolers when I was teaching at the middle school. And there's a huge misconception for a lot of people, not just young people, that jealousy equals love, right? That someone loves me so much or cares about me so much that of course they get jealous. And the way I've always described it when I'm you know, teaching is that jealousy is a normal human emotion, right? Like if one of I don't know if one of you guys walked in and was like, I just won the Powerball and I have a bajillion dollars and it has brought this brand new car. I'd kind of be like, oh man, jealous, right? Like it's a human emotion that comes up. But if I'm using my jealousy 
to control someone, right? So in that relationship setting, like you can't talk to other girls, I'm your girlfriend, or you can't hang out with them, you have to spend that time with me. You know, we always define um, unhealthy or abusive relationships, right, as you're taking power and control away of someone's personal life. So yeah, jealousy is being used to take power and control away, right, dictate who these people can talk to, where they can go then that's not love, right? And so I think that's a really big misconception for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, maybe they get upset when you text or hang out with others. Uh, perhaps this person's wrongly accusing you of flirting or cheating. And sometimes this can get misconstrued as well as just being overprotective or again, just having those strong feelings. So yeah, jealousy I think is a really important red flag to bring up. And I feel like nowadays with jealousy, it's like so instant because even on Instagram, if you like somebody's pictures, it's like right, right yeah. in that moment, right? It's they have they're constantly connected to so that's a big issue where jealousy can be right in that moment. It just takes seconds Absolutely. for them to just text that person, call them, yeah. Right. Social media is a huge, I think, component of that and checking out, yeah, who you're liking and the comments that you're putting in other people's photos. So yeah, I'm happy you brought that up. And then. Our third red flag is manipulation, which is when someone is, is trying to take control over your decision. So kind of giving you like an ultimatum, like if you don't do this, you know, I won't be, I won't do that for you or you need to do this for me. Um, and also in actions can be manipulated, you know, by using somebody's, maybe their insecurities against them, you know, like just giving them put downs or just letting them know, like, you know, I don't like when you were that, you know, just picking on these insecurities to kind of have that manipulation and that control over that person. Yeah. And then also emotions. They're just kind of minimizing or e either minimizing or not acknowledging that person's feelings. So if they do tell you how they feel, either not acknowledging it or just making it sound like it's not such a big deal in a way where they can kind of like manipulate them as well. Um, and I feel like this is something really hard to kind of pinpoint and just to acknowledge because it's so it can be so subtle and so passive aggressive at times. Um but it's a good, you know, a good little tip on like maybe how you can kind of tell if you are being manipulated is if you can, um, if someone tries to convince you to do something that you may feel uncomfortable, you know, I always say like, listen to your gut and we have like, these instincts inside us. And sometimes like those are we kind of just have to follow those. And if you feel like something's wrong, then maybe just kind of look into that a little bit more and just kind of see where that goes. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think what's really important to just highlight is that, you know, it's so important to know these red flags and to really dive into these red flags because, you know, maybe some of these signs we have experienced in a relationship, right? And we may have identified it as, you know, normal or as, you know, that other person really just loving us, right? Because we don't mm -hmm. really know what a healthy relationship looks like. Maybe we grew up in a household where we witnessed, you know, our parents not being in a healthy relationship, or maybe, you know, we've just been in relationships that are just unhealthy. And so we don't know anything right. different from that. And it's not for someone to feel ashamed of being in relationships like that, but I think it's so important to kind of have that awareness piece and just know that, you know, these red flags are signs of warning signs of a relationship being unhealthy or abusive. And it's so important to know what a healthy relationship looks like because once you're in one, you feel completely different, right? You feel safe yeah. and that is what everyone should feel, right? Safe and comfortable and even have the ability to be yourself. So thank you so much for sharing that, Miguel. Kind of moving on to red flag number four is isolation. And we have definitely um, thrown this word out there throughout many episodes. And so 
you know, this is a very common tactic that is used in a, an abusive relationship or unhealthy relationship to gain more power and control over the other person. And so this behavior does not just start off severe, right? Or very visible. Um, right. It may start off slow. Maybe, you know, your partner is asking you to spend more time with you, right? And so you may see that as a sign of them loving you or really just appreciating you, right? Um, but then it slowly starts escalating into them really expecting you to just give them all your time, right? And maybe not allowing you to spend time with others or pressuring you or giving you a difficult time when you are spending time with someone else. Maybe it's your best friend and they're constantly texting you and asking you when you're coming home or when you're going to, you know, and that so that you can go and hang out with them um, or possibly them giving you a hard time when you do go out so that you don't go out with your friends anymore or hang out with your family right and so it can start very slow and just really escalate really quickly they may even ask you to choose between them or you know your friends or yeah. even questioning the judgment of your friends and family right and so i think this one's really critical and important because this is a common tactic like i mentioned that we've seen especially with the people that we serve, right? And the individuals that we work with, this is something that we often see. And what happens is, you know, this individual who is being isolated ends up becoming very extremely dependent on their controlling partner, right? Which just really allows them to have more power and control over them. So again, this is a very common tactic to just be able to gain that power and control. And so it's super important to kind of recognize this and just know the difference between someone really wanting to spend time with you and also somebody wanting to gain possessiveness and control over you. Yeah, and I appreciate you so much diving into that. I remember it was our episode on teen dating violence, and uh, Brianna was still uh, with us at the time before she went on maternity leave, but the three of us spoke to our own kind of real-life examples, and I shared that my first significant, really unhealthy relationship, that was one of the main components. And that isolation came out of him creating a lot of issues with my friends, uh, creating a lot of fights, causing a lot of tension to where suddenly, you know, my friends were kind of like not willing to come spend time because we lived together. And mm -hmm. once, you know, friends were written off for him, you know, just kind of creating that scenario, right? Like, oh, these aren't your friends. Look, they're trying to break us up, this and that. That's not what a good friend is so much manipulation going on i kind of started to believe that my friends backed up and once they did that you know unhealthy or abusive behavior all of it just escalated right because there was no one there to step in and say you know like hey are you okay so yeah that's a huge one um and i just want to backtrack a tiny bit i really appreciate it jc how you said that a lot of this stuff is kind of normal right and so that's how it's really hard to for a lot of people to spot these red flags because mm -hmm. yeah so much of this is just normalized, right? And a lot of people, even myself, up until, you know, a certain age, I was in relationships that really felt like this. And, you know, the jealousy, um, that kind of isolation, just wanting to spend every second together, I thought was really normal, right? And something to mm -hmm. expect in relationships. And, and it is really odd um, once you start being in healthy relationships and feeling how that feels it can be like really overwhelming i remember my first healthy relationship i was just like whoa like what is this like i don't deserve this like why is he doing all these things for me and it was like no wait like i do deserve all this i'm just so not used to it that it's like so foreign right it just feels so different um because mm -hmm. yeah you're just kind of looking for those 
those awful feelings, you're looking to sit with that anxiety that's so normalized. And so, yeah, I'm really happy that we're taking this time. And I just feel like media has a lot to do with it too, because I feel like sometimes, like for example, yes. like the Twilight movies and stuff, those are like very issues, like how like jealousy, like again, in that movie, it portrays jealousy as being something like that's how much she loves her and all this, and like he does like creepy right. stuff, you know, like watching her sleep and just being out there, like those are things that are not normal. But the fact that they're like right. normalizing it in movies, I'm just like, well, no wonder sometimes youth has such a distorted view on what a relationship should look like when they're getting all this stuff from media and getting it from social um from like the internet social media all this stuff so it's understandable where they get it from exactly because if they're not going into classes like we were providing at our schools right if there's not a healthy relationships class because let's face it as much as i think that's so needed in Mm -hmm. every school across this country in the world but when you know especially young people aren't getting that yeah they're going to look to media they're going to look to their peers right to kind of see what's normal or see um, like what they should be expecting or what they should be doing filling those roles in a relationship if we're not giving them healthy behaviors to model after what else do we expect right and I love that you bring that that specific movie of Twilight up too (laughs) because I've thought about that Plenty of times, right? And of course, that's just one example of like the misconceptions and I don't, kind of like the the wrong direction, right? That media mm-hmm. can point, especially a lot of young people into. And so moving on in our list, we have our next red flag, which is belittling someone. So maybe uh, doing and saying things that make just your partner feel so bad about themselves. This can include name calling, any kind of rude remarks about um, maybe them or people that they're even close with, right? Uh, or even criticizing you, maybe for little things about what you look like, um, what you're what you're doing, who your friends are. And so if your partner really puts you down or makes fun of you and really plays it off as a joke, it's really important to know that this is just a form of belittling, right? And if you're really uncomfortable, um, then that's something that, you know, really should be examined, right? Because I think we all can have dark senses of humor. We can have funny little like ways that we could interact and we could have moments with our partner that's, you know, if we're comfortable with it, if it's like in our boundaries, again, maybe we just have this like certain sense of humor that we can like joke with each other. If it's consented to and those conversations have happened and you're both okay with it, that's one thing. But if your partner is really doing and saying things that leaves you feeling bad about yourself, uh, that's really important, right? It's really important that you talk to someone, talk to your partner about that and try to set those boundaries. Because over time, we know that this is really going to make kind of anyone start to lose a significant amount of confidence in themselves, right? Like, I think anyone that's told, and we know this in our field, anyone that's told like all day, every day, like you're not good enough or you deserve this bad stuff happening to you, it kind of doesn't matter how strong, how resilient you are going into that. Like, that's going to have an effect on you, right? Like, you're going to really start to internalize that, if not, you know, really believe that in yourself. So belittling is definitely a big one to look out for. And then red flag number five is guilting. Uh, When a partner makes you feel responsible for the actions they choose to take or make you feel like it's your job to make them happy. They, They could blame you for things that are out of your control, especially to make you feel bad for them. So some examples are these can include threatening, you know, self-harm or harming others that you, you know, that you may love. They do this type of threats to kind of take control over you as well or just kind of guilt you into doing whatever they want you to do um it's like another self another way of controlling that that person just making them feel like you know they have to because 
they feel guilty and i feel like sometimes like kind of like what lisa said if you're belittling them so much they believe it it's easier in a way mm-hmm. to kind of make them feel guilty for for those actions or for what things are going wrong even though it could be something totally out of their control yeah thank you miguel and so our sixth red flag is volatility this is when someone has big or unpredictable reactions to things that you know, may end up making you feel scared, intimidated, or even confused. So pretty much, you know, I'd like to refer to this as like, you know, feeling unsafe, right? Feeling like Mm -hmm. you're walking on eggshells. You don't know how they will react to things, right? You don't know what kind of response you're going to get. And so this relationship, that relationship may feel like a roller coaster of Mm -hmm. ups and downs, right? Sometimes there could be great moments or okay moments, and then suddenly, you know how you have a really bad moment um, in the way that they respond, right? And there could be this overreaction. It can literally go from one to 10, right? Where you feel like yeah. there's no stability or you're not sure what you're going to get. And so possibly what that could look like is, you know, they may respond in a violent way. They may respond in a very aggressive way by either screaming or threatening. And so this form of red flag may look very unstable in a relationship right where again you're like it's kind of the unknown you don't know what you're going to get and it just feels very unpredictable which you know in a relationship that can be very difficult right to be with someone who you're unsure of what you're going to get in reality if you're walking on eggshells it may feel like you know you can't be yourself you can't respond authentically you can't behave authentically you know and that's something that can really take a toll on someone eventually yeah, like how exhausting, right? Because it really comes down to like, I'm doing that because I know in a, in a moment's notice, I could feel totally unsafe or I don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, to feel that all the time, right? Like I'm constantly kind of looking over my back, that kind of, and I think we talked about this in our stalking episode, right? Kind of this constant hypervigilance of I'm always trying to look out for what I'm doing, what I'm saying and how I'm approaching them. It's exhausting right at a point and yeah just no way that someone should have to carry themselves and have to have that relationship right in a way it sounds like you're kind of being like in survival mode just kind of trying to like survive in this relationship which can be exhausting like you said it's just Mm -hmm. hard to do and then now that we were like talking about all these different types of you know red flags i feel like it's important to know that they are we're talking about in a relationship with like a partner and stuff but this can also be like within friends as well you know it's like mm-hmm. any sort of Absolutely. relationship that you have i when we were talking about it, i was like this can be applied to any sort of relationship you know with friends with even with parents with any person that you have you know relationship it doesn't necessarily have to be with a partner um because these things could look i mean there could be some toxic friendships as well Absolutely. I'm really happy that you mentioned that because that's absolutely the case. And to be honest with you, I can think back to a few um, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes for all our listeners, <laughs> friendships that I had in the past um, that were really unhealthy. Right. And I think that's kind of sometimes even harder because, you know, now as we're getting more knowledge, more education on intimate partner relationships, right, that's kind of a little more visible, but we don't always necessarily talk about friendships as well, right, and the healthy and the toxic behaviors that, mm-hmm. yeah, totally exist, right, in some friendships. And so, yeah, I just love that we took the time. Um, again, even though red flags is like a super common thing, I've, I've seen like a million memes. I actually saw one the other day that was like, you know, they said that he had red flags, but my question was how red is the flag, right? Like there's just like so many, so many things about red flags out there. Um, but 
you know, it's really important to not only discuss them and kind of give a little bit more of a, a snapshot, right, of what they could be. Because like, again, a lot of these things are really normal. Um, but at the same time, I'm really kind of excited to talk about the green flags, right, in relationships. Because I think that's mm-hmm. not heard as commonly. Um, and of course, the red flags too that we just shared, they're only such a small snapshot. And so uh, we encourage you, I'm going to link some things below on red flags and green flags, kind of bigger um more intensive lists that way our listeners if you feel compelled and you want to kind of do this work on your own after this episode ends yeah you can kind of go and kind of search into some more of these and so let's switch gears and let's talk about the green flags because yeah we never want to leave our listeners with just kind of everything to look out for right we want to empower you with what to also expect right and the things that you should be looking for And so our number one green flag is that you can be yourself. So kind of challenging that uh, that thought we were just talking about, right? Of like, you can't be yourself, you're walking on eggshells, right? You're constantly kind of fearful of how someone will react. This is the opposite, right? You can be yourself. You don't feel like you're acting like someone that you're not. Uh, You don't feel like you have to hide anything about yourself. You feel like you can be honest, that you can speak up about things without being judged or shamed or any other of those consequences, right? Like being in that fear or dealing with some kind of reaction from your partner. And so this is so important because we know that realistically, we wanna build relationships with authenticity, right? Um, You know, we all go through the honeymoon phase, we all kind of show and kind of come with the best versions of ourselves at first, right? Mm -hmm. But it's super important that, yeah, we're still being ourselves, right? We're being honest about who we are, our intentions, because I mean, if we're not building a relationship off of authenticity, then it might not go so well down the line, right? When maybe someone thinks they've fallen in love with a specific person and suddenly, mm-hmm. nope, just kidding. I was kind of just putting on this front, right? And so that's our number one uh, to start off with. You can just be yourself and not be fearful of that. And then our next green flag is seeing yourself smiling and laughing with that person is a great sign as well. And you know, I always feel like, you know, you listen to yourself and sometimes you just gotta listen to your body and you know if you get like these jumping unicorn feelings in your stomach or whatever and you're smiling (laughs) and laughing and you really love being with that person then i feel like that's a good sign you know that's a good sign that this person is somebody that you know they're treating you they know your worth right so it's important to just kind of look at yourself as well within a relationship and if you see that you're just really happy smiling or you know smiling to your extent of being joyful then that's mm-hmm. a good sign, you know, just paying attention to, to you and not just to that person. And once you, I feel like if you give yourself that attention and you notice these things, that's a, that's a very good sign, a green sign. Yeah. And our next green flag, which is flag number three, is feeling respected in that relationship, right? Which we know is crucial because definitely respect is a great foundation for a healthy relationship so we know Mm -hmm. that boundaries are so important in any relationship and in case you haven't listened to that episode where we go over boundaries we definitely encourage you to go back and to listen in Um, but going kind of back to feeling respected and a boundary setting process in the beginning of the relationship is very crucial right Mm -hmm. and that means they are not rushing you or making you do anything you are not ready to do physically or emotionally Um, and i just wanted to quickly kind of highlight what respect looks like in a healthy relationship because sometimes 
we talk about respect and we expect people to know what respect means but right. that has never been modeled and you have never really seen what respect looks like or you don't really know what the definition of respect is it can be very difficult right because sure. i clearly remember being told you know in school you have to be respectful and respect respect but i really did not know what respect looked like right yeah and so i always say there's always this expectation that all should know what respect looks like but some of us don't so this is what respect looks like in a healthy relationship being able to talk openly and honestly with each other listening to each other valuing each other's feelings and needs right and does that mean that you're going to understand the other person on how they're feeling no right we may definitely right. have different feelings if we were possibly in that situation we may never understand why they're feeling that way but it's really important to respect right and value how they're feeling right and to just really validate those feelings for them um compromise right we just talked about the importance of compromising speaking kindly to and about each other and i always say like kind words with a kind tone right because sometimes when it comes to kind words you can say something kindly but if you're saying it with a very rude tone or in a tone where it may even come off as sarcastic then mm -hmm. you know those words may not go a long way right or right. may not have the same impact giving each other space especially if someone's voicing or verbalizing that they need it right what better way to show respect and that you love them or care about them by you know just respecting that and respecting their wishes supporting each other's interests hobbies careers so really that empowerment and support piece is crucial in this area um, and then building each other up and again kind of talking about that empower empowering one another and again this relationship does not just have to be in an intimate relationship this goes all around and i think when i think about my friendship specifically I always kind of hold a standard now, which used to never happen. And I've noticed that my circle, my inner circle has gotten a little bit small, mm -hmm. but it's stronger, right? In the sense yeah. that I feel like the people that are around me are people that understand me, that have similar values, that see, you know, friendships the same way that I see it, right? And kind of expect the same thing in regards to, you know, feeling respected and having that mutual respect and being kind to one another. So I just thought it was really important to kind of quickly highlight you know what that may look like in a healthy relationship and i love that you did because yeah i think respect can be it's it's a buzzword we use all the time right we all want to be respected in our relationships but sometimes like actually knowing what respect can really look like um can be yeah kind of challenging right or if someone's not given those examples it could be kind of difficult to figure that out um but i really like that you kind of segued right into our next green flag with that too so green flag number four is that you want similar things in life now before i even go further i'll preface this by saying that you know in a, in a friendship or an intimate partner relationship or a familial relationship you don't have to have everything in common um in fact i don't think that's like sometimes like possible that you have like every single thing in common with someone else um but you know if you have like some interests that differ hobbies that differ totally fine but if there's an underpinning um that you know you do share a lot of these common values right like maybe you have the same the same understanding and the same desire for trust in your relationship or mm -hmm. honesty and ambition right so whatever is really important to you um and it's it's really crucial to have conversations about what you want long term um, what you want out of this relationship, even being a friendship, right? Or an intimate partner relationship. 
it's important to have those conversations, right? You don't have to, you know, set a wedding date for five years down the road if you're dating someone. It doesn't have to be like that, but maybe discussing like, are we both kind of moving in the same direction? Maybe, you know, along the lines, do we want those same things, right? So say if we are still together five years from now, you know, it's not this big surprise that suddenly, well, we want completely different things out of this, right? And so um, it's really interesting because um, in doing this reading, one of the top reasons that young couples get divorced is because they don't have a shared vision of success. And it was specifically to success. And that was really interesting for me to read that. Um, and so it's a conversation you can have early on, right? You can ask like, what does success mean to you? Or I mean, going off these other things, it could be like, well, what is like a good friendship mean to you, right? Or mm -hmm. what is, um, what are you really looking to get out of this relationship, right? Or like, what are your goals in life? Having those conversations with people, um, I just think it's really important, right? It adds to a depth in your relationship, to knowing and understanding that person. It helps maintain respect towards them, right? Because you know what's important to them, what they're looking for. And all around, you're kind of just building um, something stronger, right? Because you're really kind of getting to the bottom of this. And again, not leaving room for down the line, maybe a year into a relationship, realizing like we just don't want the same things. And now we've spent kind of all this time. Right. And so, yeah, wanting similar things, again, does not have to be everything um, is a big green flag. And I feel like wanting similar things also leads into the next green flag, number five, which is kind of feeling challenged. So, you know, if you have a goal, you know, having your partner to, you know, tell you that either you can do it or even if it's hard, you know, just them rooting you on, kind of being your cheerleader, you know, at the same time, you know, even if it's difficult mm -hmm. and vice versa, right? Like if that person wants to do something, go for that promotion, like you let them know that, you know, you, you support them and, and you are, you know, rooting for them and that they can do it. So I feel like just having that, you know, being challenged in a good way is always necessary mm -hmm. as well, especially with like, you know, careers, with work, whatever it looks like with school. I think it's good to have that person that can kind of motivate you to be better right to be a better version of yourself in whatever Absolutely. way or shape it, that looks like I think you know just being challenged is is good yeah I mean I feel like that helps for you know intimate partner relationships and with friendship as well because like JC was saying I feel like a lot of the where I'm at is because of my friends and stuff because they pushed me you know those times when you think that you can't go anymore you think that you know it's too hard or whatever those tough times you do need that right. support system where it's like where they tell you like yeah you can do it you know like you've got this far you know you just have a little bit more to go so just being challenged to be like you know i got this is important absolutely i heard something great at one point um it was actually from a teacher and she said you know i've always told my students if they say you know that i'm pushing them I say it's because I believe that you can do it and that's why, mm -hmm. right? And it's not about pushing to make you uncomfortable, but it's pushing because I know you're capable of that growth. And when she said that, that really stuck with me. And I just thought like, yeah, that's a really empowering, that's a really empowering framework to look at. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think sometimes we do our best work, right? And we are our best selves when we're challenged because sometimes we don't yeah. see it, um, but others do. And so I think that's what's really critical and important to know as well. And our last green flag is, you know, you wanting to make sacrifices and really how I kind of think of this as, you know, an effort to want to compromise. Um, but it's really important to know that not too many, right? You should never mm -hmm. feel like in any form of relationship, you are feeling like you're doing all the sacrificing, right? Because that could be a sign of a red flag. But, you know, making sacrifices that you're comfortable with as a way to put in effort in a relationship is awesome you know and, and is a way of you also probably 
making the other person feel really cared for. So we know that commitment in a relationship involves compromise and sacrifice no matter what. You have to be willing to give up certain things when you commit to someone, right? And again, I try to think of this as a way that you compromise or as a way of you putting in effort, but you do not and should not give up everything. And you can't expect them to give up everything either. It's about balance and willingness mm -hmm. to compromise. And, you know, again, just highlighting, you know, feeling compromised. And you should never feel forced, right? right. I think that is a big, um, an important piece to really highlight. If you are feeling forced to have to sacrifice something, then that is definitely not a green flag. That would be more of a red flag. But if you're wanting, right, to sacrifice something to make the other person feel cared for um, or to just, you know, put effort into your relationship, then that is something that could be considered a green light. Yeah, I mean, because we're all going to have moments in a relationship, right? Where maybe, you know, maybe we're growing and maybe it's for the better. Um, but a very unrealistic expectation that, you know, you're going to change someone and nor should you want to do that, right? Like if you're in a relationship mm -hmm. or a friendship with somebody, you know, there's obviously enough of their personality, their values there that you like about them, right? And so um, to think that, you know, all these little things pop up, well, you know, they could just change all of them not a great expectation to have, right? It's not realistic. Cause I mean, again, maybe some of those things, right? Maybe there's healthy growth that they can grow into, right? And there's mm -hmm. things that they, um, that benefit them, right? That really help them kind of like we were saying, what Miguel was introducing about challenging in a good way, right? Like maybe there's behaviors that really serve them to work on those and you're willing to do that with them, right? But again, if you're looking to fundamentally change someone, um, especially in a dating relationship, I would just say, maybe find someone that just better fits that to begin with, right? All those mm -hmm. needs and all those expectations. Just this might not be the person, right? If they're going to have to change everything about them. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's just really important that we just take this mental inventory in relationships. Like I said before, I think at a point I was only in unhealthy or I will say not so great relationships. And so to get into a healthy one, yeah, it just felt so odd. It really did like feel bizarre to me to be treated in a healthy way. I was just not used to it. Um, and kind of what we spoke about before, a lot of media and influences from media like showed me that, you know, that healthy relationship was kind of odd, right? That, you know, I should be looking for some of these normalized unhealthy behaviors. And so just to kind of stop and take that inventory, right? Like gauge how you feel in these relationships. Um, and so if you start to notice red flags, then yeah, it becomes really important, right? To have these boundary setting conversations, um, to let your partner, your friend, or your family member know how this is making you feel, how it's not serving that relationship. And even if you're noticing green flags, maybe you're sitting here right now, like, wow, like my relationship was kind of like all those green flags, eh? yay and b you know you can even have conversations about that right like maybe you know you and your partner are just kind of like magically killing it and you're providing each other all these things without having these conversations but you know if your partner's doing things that you really appreciate and maybe make you feel really respected it's a great idea just to even mention that to them, right? So like, you know, maybe I love the way that you handled that with me. Thank you so much for giving me that patience. It really made me feel respected, um, you know, or 
I really like, you know, just how you're helping me with the situation. You're not pressuring me. And I really appreciate that. Right. Because it's Mm -hmm. like, you're giving your partner kind of like this framework and this guide for like the things that they are doing. Right. And then in the future, right. It's like, Oh, I know that they really appreciated this. Right. Or I know that when I did this for them, it was something that, you know, made them feel really respected. And so now I can continue to do that. Right. Or I know that that's something that's working really well in our relationship. And so it's definitely important to keep these things in mind. Absolutely. And I think these red flags and green flags are important to keep in mind personally as well, right? So if you feel like you are possibly doing something that would fall under the red flags, it's really important to know that that's just not healthy in a relationship. And there are ways that you could really get help and support to kind of turn those red flags into green flags, right? So that one, you're kind of providing that mutual respect in a relationship. And two, so that you're also, you know, providing someone with that safe space, right? And that safe yeah. and um, comfortable and healthy relationship. So um, I just wanted to quickly highlight that. But with that being said, we just want to thank all our listeners for being here. I know that Lisa has a lovely meditation that she will be providing us with. As usual, we do a little bit of self-care during our episodes to make sure that we're all taking care of ourselves. Absolutely. So today we're going to be going through um, this great little positivity meditation that I found. And so all of our listeners, my lovely hosts, uh, if you're available to take on this meditation at this time, I just want you to start getting yourself into your comfortable seated position as you're kind of, you know, fixing yourself in your chair, maybe you're leaning your head back. I want you just to close your eyes and I want you just to ground your feet below you or if you're laying down, just feel grounded as you're laying. And I want you to take a nice deep breath in and out. Gently close your eyes. Take a deep breath in and out. Continue with these slow inhales and exhales. And I want you to start visualizing a beach and an ocean in front of you. Take a deep breath in as the tides come in. Exhale, the tides fade back to the ocean. And I want you to imagine that you're sitting on the shore. You hear a voice in the distance telling you, today I am happy, today I am capable, today I am worthy. As you breathe in and out, I want you to silently repeat this mantra to yourself. Today I am happy. Today I am capable. Today I am worthy. Keep repeating these words in your mind as you watch the tide go slowly up to shore and back out to sea.
today I am happy, today I am capable, today I am worthy. If any other thoughts come to your mind, focus on your breath and the waves coming in and crashing back out. Nothing else matters in this moment besides the waves coming in and these words. Today I am happy, today I am capable, today I am worthy. Take a deep breath in, hold, and exhale. Take a deep breath in, today I am happy, exhale. Deep breath in, today I am capable, and exhale. One last big breath in, today I am worthy, and exhale. And start to close out that image of the beach in your mind's eye. Start to come back into your body. Start to wake your body up slowly, wiggle your fingers and toes. Make any little movements in your chair. Gently float your eyes back open into the room. And I appreciate my hosts and our listeners for taking that little moment with ourselves today. Thank you, Lisa, for that meditation and, and providing us with a great piece of self-care for today's episode. Again, to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us on this important topic on red flags and green flags. We hope you'll join us for our next One Conversation episode.